At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Well, we can we can take a breath, right? After four days of wall-to-wall madness, you get a three-day break, and then we're going to be back at it again on Thursday. But Michael Lombardi, this is the Lombardi Line. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I was walking in. And it was so funny to see the groups of guys, the groups of guys coming out with their luggage. They all looked like they could use like a three-day nap and a Gatorade. And it was just like the vibe when I was walking in last Thursday to when I'm walking in this Monday. Because it is a four-day grind if you're going to be drinking and eating and betting. And it is just now we pick up the pieces after four days of madness, man. No, no doubt. I mean, there's a lot of recovery. I mean, there's going to be some five-hour energy drinks. So certainly, we appreciate them promoting the Lombardi line yes. because they're going to be needed. I mean, let's face it. This is a grueling process. And the games were, you know, went down to Sunday night. I mean, even the Duke-North, I mean, the Duke-Michigan State game, they're good games. And uh, a lot of brackets are busted, but uh, we regroup and go on. It was, yes. And yesterday, I thought, now, again, I always excuse you. And I, I had a text from friends this morning about that Arizona TCU game that was on late late last night and it was incredible I mean Matherin who's going to be a top 10 pick was 
out of his mind. It's one of the best games I've ever seen a college kid play in Matherin. Uh, Benedict, that game was awesome. Uh, but yesterday was just, we had that one little, we were on the precipice of Co Coach K getting bounced in round two, down, f down what, 10 with five to go and come back and beat yeah. Michigan. That's the best five minutes I've seen Duke play all season, where they just kind of really galvanized no and got into it. If they play like the last five minutes of that game, if they play like that for the rest of the tournament, I think they'll be the champion. I mean, that was Absolutely. sensational. And Michigan State made a couple bad decisions down the stretch, you know, that didn't help them at all. And they gave them a chance to get – Duke got right back in the game. And, look, the big fellow for Duke is sensational. I mean, let's be honest here. He was the best player by far on the court. Uh, Banchero. I mean, he was by yeah. far the best player on the court. And, you know, when they play like that and their guards are so big, Patrick, I mean, I think that's the thing that we lose sight of. I was talking to a coach today before the show and, and, and he was like, if you don't have size at guard, if you don't have length at guard, it becomes a real problem. And the teams like Gonzaga and Duke that have this length at guard, it really gets, it gets to become uh, difficult to beat them as you go on. And Frank Martin said the same thing outside of this conversation when he looked at the brackets and he knew he had big guards. It was only when he faced a team that had the similar size at guard that could beat him. And I think that's ultimately what got Michigan State beat. Give Tom Izzo credit. His team was right there at the end. They were, and I, I should clean up 70 to 65 with five to play, but then a feverish comeback. But you just mentioned it. I'll just give you the names. Bancaro, Wendell Moore Jr., Roach, Williams, Griffin, Keels. These are all pros. These are all first rounders and the yeah. size is there, the athleticism. But when you just come in for a year together and try to gel over a seven month span and then make a run into the postseason, that's why we always talk about experience, especially in the backcourt. Uh, but Duke, I thought that was kind of the moment that we had been waiting for with Duke were they going to defend they defended over that final five minutes which they've been so inconsistent this year and there you see it they actually end up covering the six and a half so down five with five to play they cover, cover the right? six and a half 85 an 76 and, and A.J. Hogard, the guard for Michigan State, I mean, his decision on shots at the end of the game when he tried to become the hero really, I think, caught him out of their rhythm. And, yep. look, give Michigan State – they were right there in this game. And Duke, unlike what I thought might happen, I thought Duke – might melt because of the pressure in the last five minutes. And they rose to the challenge. Ron Harper and I, we all talked about it yesterday. And they did. They rose to the challenge. And they were able to get this win and propel themselves to the next level. They're going to be hard to play. There's yep. no denying that. I can't believe they opened up as a one-point dog to Tech. That line will flip to Duke before Thursday. There's no doubt in my mind. Oh, I agree. I agree. And you know what? Great point with you sitting down with Ron Harper. He said he just he felt like the players would feel the impact of what was happening with Coach K. And that's what it felt like throughout. That's what it felt like for 35 minutes. And then all of a sudden just the pedigree and the talent took over. Ben Carroll and Griffin is awesome. And Wendell Moore Jr. I mean they're just so loaded. And I think what you said at the beginning of this conversation is perfect. If they play like that, they're gonna cut down the nets. There's no doubt. I mean, now, look, I, I was really impressed with Villanova yesterday. I thought Villanova was sensational. You know, I thought he was – I thought his team was great. I thought they played with great poise. They played defense. They're veteran team. They're going to be a hard out to play. There's no denying that. I thought Villanova was great. You know, I really did. I thought just going over the landscape of the tournament, you know, Villanova to me over the Saturday, the weekend play – 
I thought they were sensational. I really did. And don't discount Houston. I mean, that 68-53 score against Illinois was a lot closer than the game ended up being, like most of these are. But I, I really was impressed. I don't know about you. I was impressed with Villanova. At full I really strength. Was. At full strength, I think Villanova is the best two seed. Gillespie is an absolute stud, 20 points, four assists in the win. But they are so well coached, and it's something you've been harping on all year. And this is going to continue to play out, and that is the free throw shooting. <laughs> you just no see doubt. these teams missing free throws late, and that sinks them. Jay Wright, you know, we talked about McKill up there at Davidson. I don't – fundamentally, nobody really coach – like, fundamentally, his teams are as good as any team, game to game, bucket to bucket. J Jay Wright's a hell of a coach. And his team, when yeah. they're really dialed in, to your point, very dangerous. Well, you know, it's all culture-based, right? You're not getting on the court for Jay Wright. If, if you're going to make a mistake. I mean, Barkley mentioned it. You know, they don't turn the ball over. He's not going to play you if you're going to hurt the team. And he gets kids that are willing to sacrifice themselves and willing to, to, to buy into the culture. And when he doesn't, they leave. Like the kid that went to Alabama, Quinterly. You know, they, they don't stay for long and they go, which is fine. And he spends time developing them and, and they all buy into the system. And what I think he does better than anybody is I think he develops talent. I think he does a great job of developing, yep. making the players better. You know, we don't talk enough about this. It's a little bit like I'm watching the, my 76ers here, right? And, of course, Doc won't play any young players. I mean, like, that, like he, he wears that on his sleeve like it's some kind of meritorious achievement. I won't play young players. Meanwhile, his job is to develop talent to get it ready for the playoffs. That's his main job, right? His main job is to prepare his team to make the playoff run. Meanwhile, he's destroying his team just trying to get regular season wins. And so when you have those two things going against you, you become a problem where Jay Wright's developing his talent. Speaking of not developing, can we go down to the plains of Alabama where uh -oh. Auburn resides? Uh -oh. there, there was a lack of player development. I mean, that team looked as lethargic and not into the game as any team in the whole weekend. Thoughts? They, they were a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The guards were horrible. Jabari Smith, who I think should be the number one overall pick, did not look prepared. Uh, they were outcoached completely. Uh, we know how good Larinaga is at Miami, but if you go player for player, Auburn was on a completely different level, and they got beat, and they got whipped, and they just did, uh, look, 79-61? Are you kidding? They never found a rhythm, and that applies to Jar Jamari Smith. That applies to Walker Kessler, who took sh six shots from the floor and made none. Um, how do He, got, he how got two foul, two ridiculous fouls early in the game. It. Had to sit. And he played 13 minutes. I mean, how do you play that kid 13 minutes? I mean, he wasn't into it. Jabari Smith was, like, not into the game at all. It, it, you know, he didn't even look like he wanted any. He didn't want to play. Like, it was, like, clearly the case. And I think this. And then I was watching KD Johnson. I was watching him, and he was reaching. I mean, he looked like the old Embiid. He was gassed at the 17-minute mark. He was, he was clinging to the ropes to get to the 16-under timeout. Like, you know what that tells me, Patrick? They don't practice at all. This is Bruce they Pearl. They walk through. This is Bruce Pearl, and this has always been Bruce Pearl. Great defensive coach. Great. Well, I don't want to get into his methods of recruiting, but he gets guys to buy in. But that team yesterday was dead. They were flat. They never found a – like, you just mentioned Kessler. He took six shots. <laughs> like, yeah. And those guards – 13 minutes. I, 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 I mean, it's I unbelievable. I said this to somebody at Miami. I said this to somebody at Miami. If you would have flipped coaching staffs, right – 
and and the Miami staff would have coached Auburn, and Auburn would have the, the score would have been exactly the, the, the same. Only Auburn exactly, would have won. That's exact. Auburn wins by eighteen, as opposed to losing by eighteen. Listen, Larinaga took George Mason to the Final Four. Uh, he he's he, this is now another run for Larinaga at Miami. Like Larinaga. Uh, in game as opposed to Pearl in game, there's not even a question. I, I'm glad you called the. I, I'm glad you called Pearl out because I thought the team. It's almost like well, with, you know, it's please. It, it's so classic. Pearl's loved by everybody, and when you're loved by everybody, everybody ignores. Everybody ignores the reality, right? It's like the, you know the guy that you work at a bar, and the guy says, "Watch that guy, he's stealing." Everybody watches him, and they and let you steal. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> the pressure comes off you. You know, Pearl, he's such a great guy. Like, okay, he's a great guy, but if you're an Auburn alum and you've got Jabari Smith on your team, and you're supposed and Kessler, aren't you supposed to get into the Sweet 16? I mean, at some point, when do you when do you stop listening to? Oh, he's a great guy, and and where are the players being developed? Doc's a great guy. Doc's probably a wonderful guy. I bet you would love to go golfing with Doc. But if you think he's going to develop any young players, you're crazy. Look, he's it's been like coaching. Gruden. No, it's he, like Gruden. What yeah. young quarterback has Gruden ever developed? None. None. Uh, you could say he's a great offensive mind. Great. What young quarterback? I mean, it's the same thing in basketball. You are judged by what you develop. Bruce Pearl's been coaching for 30 years, two big time mm. programs. I remember Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but then he goes to Tennessee, right? And then Auburn. Now let me break this down. So 16 and 18, Jay Wright wins a national championship at Villanova. Jay Wright doesn't get Jabari Smith. Okay. No. <laughs> so think he about don't really I, want Jabari Smith. No, 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 no. Because he, he can't mold him. Yep. No. You nailed it. I mean, one elite eight run for Pearl in 30 plus years of coaching. One. And then you look at it, what he's but done But he's a great Auburn. guy. He's a great guy. Oh, and everybody, oh look, everybody take loves you out to on play Oh, it's tremendous. <laughs> he gets the Dickie V Award. Oh, he's great. We love him, baby. <laughs> <laughs> How about the job? How about the job the kid's done at Iowa State? We should come back and talk about a two-win yeah. Iowa State team last year. And all of a sudden, they beat Wisconsin. They're headed to the Sweet 16. And we were clowning them. We did say the game was going to be boring. Is 5449. <laughs> but we did say the Big 12 was somebody to bet. And and you know who to fade? The Big Ten. Let's come back and discuss yep. the Big Ten and their failures. Just getting started here on the Lombardi. Bruce Pearl, that's your boy. He'll take you out on his boat. He's just not gonna get you oh, to, to the lead, to the sweet 16. That's the bottom line. V Sin, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports, all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip, bring that state-issued ID, whatever your sport, whatever your style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So, Today is it's a day of hangovers from what I see around the room here. Kevin got one hour <laughs> of sleep a couple days ago. I mean, it's just it doesn't stop, right? Vegas and the nope. tournament and Michael was out at the Borgata all weekend. It was uh, it's it's a hell of a four day sprint, right? Because it's wall to wall basketball. It never stops, especially on the East Coast. The games are getting done at 1 a.m. Yeah, I mean, way too late. Sixer game was late. They started 8.30 because the Flyers had had that. You know, Miami, Auburn. I mean, it, you know, it's it, it's hard to, to stay awake for it these is. things. You it know, is. it's challenging. It is. It is. Trust me. Um, are we – and I, I laughed about it on the drive home yesterday because you didn't give me a name. And I'm not saying that this is the name, but are we going to create a theme with our buddy Doc and the 76ers because it feels like something's building here, Michael. Well, I mean, it's just it's the it's obvious, right? Shake Milton at one time was a good player. He looks like a shell of himself, yep. you know. And and Korkmaz has been. I mean, he's in as Al Davis would say, he's an elbow. I mean, he can't even come back. He's you know he, he's gone. You know. Meanwhile, he's playing these guys forever. They're exhausted, and he's got no bench. And he knows he's got no bench, but he's doing nothing about it to get his bench ready. So it's like, what are you doing? You know, I said this last year. If he would have played Maxi in November, December, and January, he would have played, probably would have beaten Atlanta in the series. But because he didn't, you know, he wasn't ready. Now he's got nobody ready. He refuses to play Bassey, who's an athletic big guy who can, play, who can use pick and roll. I, I mean, look, Bassey's probably not ready to play. But the only way he gets ready to play is to play, not going down there with the blue coats. You know, that ain't going to help him. So it's just, to me, I say to my two sons all the time, your job as a coach is to develop the players. You have to make the players better. You just can't play veteran. I can, I can, anybody can coach a veteran team. Right. Anybody can. The mark of a great coach is who have I developed? Who have I brought along? Who have I made better? That's the mark of a great coach. That's what you see with Jay Wright. You see it in college basketball. 
You can see it. That's what I love about college basketball. You can see the coaches developing their players, nurturing their talent, improving what they're doing. You know, and then pro, well, he can't play. Well, it's easy. Bill Walsh would have gone berserk to, if, if you said he can't play. We've got to find out what he can do. Because the only way we're going to improve if we're going to be, I mean, he lost at home to Toronto. I'm telling you, they won't get through the first round. They won't get through the first round. Because he's refusal to adapt his team. And you could say he's in the Hall of Fame. He's a top 10. I don't care about any of that. I'm just evaluating today. Today. There's a reason the Clippers decided to move on to another coach. And it's obvious if you can't develop talent. And that's what we're seeing in the tournament. Meanwhile, a guy like TJ at Iowa State, he's developing his players. He's getting better. Yeah. His team gets better. So you, you gravitate to that. I know it's two different sports, NBA and NFL. But in the NBA, you got to develop talent, too. I think, I think Nick Nurse does a great job oh, with it. I mean, so he good. really does. So good. And he changes the lineup. Uh, uh, the 76ers are lucky that nobody was paying attention to the association yesterday because they were laying seven and a half and got beat on the wood, 93-88, to Toronto. The better coach. Listen, everybody loves Doc. That's never been in question. The question has always been in-game and always been his rotations. That's really, I mean, we know this. Everybody wants to be with Doc and play golf with him, but at some point, if you're going to make $10 million or $12 million a year, whatever they're paying him, at some point, your presence on the team has to make a difference. Tell me where he's making a difference. Like, tell me who's getting better for him. You say, well, Maxie. No, I don't buy that. Maxie played because of the, because of the Simmons situation. Maxie would be sitting with him if it wasn't for Simmons. What, 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 what Doc does is what Parcells used to refer to all the time as progress stoppers. He loves to play progress stoppers because they know what to do. They can't do it, but they know what to do. You know, it's, it, he'll, as long as they know what to do, and part of it is to protect yourself. So that when you put a player out there that knows what to do, he's not going to make a mistake to get you beat. But he's going to be talented enough to get you beat. He's going to lack that talent to get you beat. And that's what you see, and that's what makes college basketball. When you look at, you know, it's not a, like Bruce Pearl, I'm going to recruit the top, totally all agree. these great. You've got you to develop the players. You know, Smith didn't get any better during the season. Watch him become a better pro. Oh, yeah. He'll be a number one overall pick and flourish in the NBA. Listen, and, you're, please, go and, ahead. And everybody will sit there and say, why didn't he do that for us at Auburn? Because nobody demanded that he did it at Auburn. Right, trying to be buddy-buddy with him. Calvin Sampson, we'll get to him. Great coach. Uh, Izzo, what he did with that Michigan State squad against Duke yesterday should be lauded. Great coach. And how about T.J. Oltsenberger? Now, this kid, I think San Diego State. No, he was um, South Dakota State. And then he goes UNLV for two years. And then Prome, who we had on last week, shout to Steve Prome, who came on the show, he got fired last year after a two-win season at Iowa State. Now, think about this. The Big 12, and we'll get into it. They this absolutely been dominating but they the Iowa State Cyclones were picked to finish dead last this year and now Oltsenberger think about what a coach can do has got this team in the sweet 16 exactly how he's done it I don't know because they haven't been regarded all year they play great defense you see the win 54 49 they cover the four obviously they were catching it uh, but this is Oltsenberger's done a hell of a job I mean they're eighth in the conference in pace they shoot 30% from the three-point line. They're an under 50% e-field goal percentage team. And yet somehow, someway, through their defensive efforts, I mean, they held Johnny Davis to 0 for 7 from the three-point line, you know? And so they, they held they, they held uh, Iowa, they held Wisconsin, you know, to, to 
48% from the floor. And they were two for 22 from the three. They defended the three-point line. And so, you know, this is why they won the game. And Coaching. They, played the, they played the style and the pace they wanted to play. And they were relentless on defending Johnny Davis out at the three-point. And that's what happened. And so, what, even though... You know, Davis ends up as the leading scorer with 17 points. You go 0 for 7 from the line, from the three-point line. That affects you. And you commit four turnovers to boot. Yeah, I thought, and again, this is the sixth time I believe Iowa State's made the Sweet 16. You would never, again, pick to finish dead last in the Big 12. Won two games last year, and Prohm's a good coach. Prohm just kind of lost control of the program, won't get into it. But <laughs> Otzelberger comes in, two undistinguished years here at UNLV after he did a great job with the Jackrabbits in South Dakota State. And it just shows you, you know, 44 years old. It's kind of like with Willard at Maryland, Michael. You know, I, I, I'm a little dubious on the hire just because when Willard gets those teams, you know, Seton Hall, he was at Iona for a couple of years, but when he gets those teams into the tournament, they don't do anything and they play a slow yeah. plotting type of game. But if you do hit in college, whether football or, or, or basketball, with the coach, you have a chance. And Otzelberger, obviously, with the Cyclones, is a hit. You know, Holloway is rumored to be getting the, the Seton Hall job, the, the, the young coach from uh, St. Peter's. Peter's. Yep. And, and, and I think Seton Hall, you know, for him is a better job than Maryland. I was wondering why Maryland didn't go. But to me, it's Seton Hall. You're in the Big East. You're in your area that you know really well. You're an alum of the school, so you can recruit players to there. There's got a, a surplus of talent, Ron Harper's son being one of them right there. You know, Diego all the way to, you know, right over there at Don Bosco. So you've got a chance to get some really good talent. You can build that program up. you got the great one, Bill Rafferty, come in and be a spokesman for your team. He was a coach there at one time. So, I mean, it's, it's an ideal job. And I think those kind of jobs allow the coach to – the school will give you a little bit more time, a little bit more leeway to get done what you need to get done. It's like, I need to be able to build my program. I need three years to build my program. And, you know, and, and that's what I think it would be a great job I, for him. I, I, you know, it's interesting because Sean Miller, who, as you mentioned yesterday, took the Xavier job. He goes back to Xavier. You know, can, can we, we've seen this. We've done this before. You know, South Carolina had a standing offer for Sean Miller as well, and he, and he chose Xavier, and I was happy with it. It's like, even with somebody like yours, I like these, uh, the Mick Lombardi's, 33 years old, gets an OC job. Let's get some guys in there with some new ideas, new thoughts, and give them an opportunity and see what they can do. You know, that to me, right. that's why Holloway at Seton Hall to me would be a great, I think he's from Queens, so he's going to be able yeah, to recruit the at Seton Hall, right? He played he did at, play Seton at Seton Hall. Hall. And so there's he's an alumnus a, of the schools. Yep. Yeah. So, and he's going to recruit. He's not going to, he's going to recruit the same area recruit for St. Peter's now, but he can take up a, <laughs> he can go up and get a better player yeah, now. That's right. You know, and look, he developed this team. I mean, give him credit. He, you know, they're the 27th best E field goal percentage defense in the nation. Give him credit for coaching that, you know, and they took people by storm. And so they're at the sweet 16. Here's the issue we have to decide as betters is at what point does water seek its level? At what point do these teams flutter out? At what point does the slipper don't fit on Cinderella? I think that's the key question we got to determine over the next three days. But if you're St. Peter's, it's house money, bro. I mean, the it's house money. <laughs> like we, we were having fun with it yesterday. I looked it up. Twenty-four thousand you can fit in Rupp Arena. Thirty-five hundred <laughs> go to St. Peter's. They, they posted something on TikTok. It was like the the university's a street. The campus yeah, I mean, is a street. Kentucky wouldn't even practice in their main arena. I mean, they're no, Kentucky. No. We're not practicing in here. Are you kidding me? We need a better facility than this. 
four assistants at Kentucky made more than the head coach at St. Peter's. It's I always like to look at the shoes of the teams from the lesser part. They don't get all new shoes all no, the time. No, no, no. They're, the they're rubbing them down with a rag before yeah, they go out Kentucky's there. Kentucky's Kentucky shoes are never dirty. Jordan Brand, of course. Uh, okay, Thomas Gate. We'll see how Thomas did over at the book at the Borgata next here. Did you see Thomas after the show? Was he in a good mood? He was in a great mood. Yeah, Thomas is doing good over there. I think he had a good day yesterday, knowing what I know. Come back and find out. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, get everything you need to bet the madness. You can still bet the madness, of course. 24/7 video streaming, daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide including advice, data strategy, all for $19. You see it right there. You get the college hoops guide, you get Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, Tim Murray, they got insights on every key team, conference player to watch. So Cinderella's, we were just talking about St. Peter's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament, April 5th, only for 19 bucks right now at vsin.com slash madness. It's vsin.com slash madness. Okay, we're picking up the pieces, the tournament pieces here on the Lombardi line. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Thomas Gable joins us. Our partner out at the Borgata runs the race and sports book. We were, uh, we were pontificating before the break last time. How'd you do at the uh, Borgata yesterday on a Sunday? Uh, yesterday was actually the best uh, results that we had for the, for the first four days. So out of the four days, I was just uh, kind of running through the numbers between last year and this year. Uh, and we're actually, uh, for college basketball, we're up uh, 19% year over year oh, for the uh, first four days. So good for you. So good, good results. Good results. I, I, I told you, Patrick. He, uh, he you was did doing say good he was in yesterday. a good mood. You did say that. You know, and I think what, what really, you know, you got to remember Thomas has got a tough job, but Thomas is so good at college basketball that he knows where to take risk and where not to take risk. And, and, and everything in his profession is risk, risk management. And so when someone wants to come in above the limit and make a play, Thomas has to rely on his knowledge to say, well, that's probably favors us by doing that. And I think the credit to the book, it goes to what Thomas is able to do there. And he's got to make quick decisions as well when doing so, when taking those limit bets. Now, um, how about this? Just start off with what stood out to you yesterday. What, like, give me a couple bullet points from yesterday's action. Well, I, I think uh, to Michael's point, you know, we, we basically had, uh, aside from the Texas and Purdue game, we had pretty big decisions on almost every game uh, on the slate. And whether it was on side or total, um, again, aside from Texas and Purdue, there was a decision to be had. And the only one that really didn't go in our favor was the uh, Wisconsin-Iowa State game. Uh, we, we needed Wisconsin there. <laughs> Obviously, Iowa State uh, moves on, and they get to play Miami, who uh, surprisingly or not surprisingly dispatch Auburn. Again, I'm, Auburn was not a team that I was very high on coming into the tournament. Um, I thought that a two seed was was high for them. I thought that was generous, but uh, you know they fizzled out. So now you have this uh, this matchup here between an eleven and a ten seed in the Sweet Sixteen uh, in the Midwest. But um, the uh, I mean there was certainly some some great games played yesterday. Uh, the I think the most surprising one for me it was. A position that I wasn't 
uh, envying uh, that I was in before tip-off was uh, the Texas Tech-Notre Dame game. Uh, we were very, very heavy on Texas Tech. Uh, that number went up to 8.5 by tip, and uh, I was certainly uh, not expecting Notre Dame to, to stay in it like they did. They, they really played hard, and uh, credit to that program. Uh, Texas Tech obviously got the win, didn't get the cover, though. And, um, and last night, late night, I mean, I was – practically walking around begging people to take TCU. Everybody was on Arizona in that game. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, that that ended up uh, being good. But we, we've seen this with Arizona. Now, Arizona, listen, I have them, you know, before the tournament started, they were my pick to, to win it all. Um, they obviously have a very, very, very tough matchup here coming up in the Sweet 16 against Houston. And... Uh, Right now, Arizona, two-and-a-half-point favorites. And you say, well, okay, this is a one versus a five seed, and the one seed is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. How can that be? But, you know, we've talked many times about Houston. They should not really be a five seed. And I'll even go a step further. And when I do my numbers here, I I actually make Houston a one-point favorite in this game. So, you know, Coming bet Arizona. Arizona is on the line, two and a half point favorite. But I, my numbers, I make Houston a one point favorite in that game. Arizona has struggled against teams that ratchet up the defensive intensity, and that's what TCU did yesterday. They played hard, but when you face Houston, you're going to be facing 40 minutes of defensive intensity, and you better get a body on someone on that team every time a shot goes up or else they're getting a rebound. Thomas, let me ask you, I was talking to a coach today that he thinks Duke, because of the play of their guards and how big their guards are, are going to be a huge problem for Texas Tech. Then I see Texas Tech's a one-point favorite. Where are you on Texas Tech and Duke in that game? And do you anticipate this line flipping towards Duke? So we opened Texas Tech a a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and I I think that's right. I think that's the correct number. I would make Texas Tech a favorite over Duke. Um, You know, again, we we talk so much about Duke and what is going on with this team. You know, they they have the talent. They have the talent to go all the way. But Texas Tech defensively is going to, again, they're going to create issues for anybody that they face, Duke included. it's going to be a matter of how much they can limit Duke on the offensive end. And we know Duke's not the greatest defensively. So uh, I definitely see Texas Tech here that could easily, easily win this game. And you have it. Where's the number? I got Texas Tech one, one and a half. Is that right about where we're One and going? a half. Yes, one and a half. And it's a low total for a Duke game, 136 and a half. But, again, that goes to show you yeah. who we think is going to control the tempo in that game. No doubt. No doubt. Don't, don't fool yourself. I mean, look, these numbers moving to the other teams. You know, the betting public's moving it. The sharp, whoever's moving it is moving it. But it isn't necessarily going and you're recovering from it. You know, I think that was a perfect example. The Texas Tech last night, that line moved all the way to what? It closed at eight? What did you open eight that line half. against Notre Dame? Eight and a half. You opened at yeah, six, so, right? Yeah. Uh, we actually opened at seven and a half. Um, and it, it got bet up to eight and a half by close. 
By the way, uh, DraftKings just went to Arizona one and a half. So I don't know if somebody just heard Thomas Gable, <laughs> but they did just go uh, to one and a half off the two. So a uh, Thomas Gable might end up moving to Houston just so he can be closer to that Cougar program. I mean, this is <laughs> this is a love affair that you love to see. Um, I, no, the reason I love this team, the reason I love this team is exactly what I, I said earlier about them. Like, I, I fell in love with that Georgetown program at a very young age, and one of the reasons I did was how they played defense. And they just, the, the pressure that they applied all the time, and you knew you were going to be in for a war when you played them. I love that. And, that, and you see a little bit of that in Houston. They're just, they don't have that one guy who's going to stand out and be the star. All five guys on the floor, no matter who it is, are going to be playing hard. You're not going to get off an open shot if they can help it. And all five guys crash the boards all the time. And by the way, Michael and Thomas, even when Illinois kind of started to close, get within three, I never felt like they were catching Houston. Houston, and this was sharp money. Everybody was betting Illinois. I'm like, I I never saw it. Never saw it. Everybody loved Illinois. And and the last 10 minutes of the game, Houston outscores Illinois 24-13. I mean, what Thomas is saying, it's 40 minutes of relentless action. Can you endure that? Can you, you can do it for the first 10, but after 32-33, when it wears you down, the constant pressure. And look, Houston won the game. They shot six for 22 from the three-point line. Yep. I mean, they were 27%. I mean, think about that. But they held their opponent to 24%. Talk about defense, Thomas Gable. We were just talking about Iowa State. There are 103 points scored in that game. Uh, But how about, I mean, Olsenberg gets that team. You can tell when a coach is connected with his players, they go crazy on defense, and you can tell. Yeah. Yeah, so this one, again, Iowa State find find themselves in uh, another – Offensive, uh, just gunfight. The last yeah. two games, right? I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's really they're 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 a tough watch if you're looking for uh, for offense. And um, listen, they've won their first two games, and they haven't scored 60 points yet in a game in the tournament. So uh, obviously, the credit goes to their defense. Now, this matchup here is going to be another interesting contrast in styles. You have Iowa State, who obviously is a tremendous. Uh, defensively, they lack offense, and you have basically the opposite there in Miami. Who? Yep. I mean, let's face it. I, I don't know one person who picked Miami to go to the Sweet 16. I'll just no say that I, I haven't found one yet. But uh, here they are. So um, it's going to be a very, very interesting contrast of styles. Who controls tempo? Who controls pace? That's going to be the lowest total that's out there on the board right now. 133 and a half. So again. Looking at Iowa State there, more than likely they're going to be the ones controlling the pace. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. When Iowa State and Wisconsin were tipping off, that's when I said to Jeezy, it's time to take a walk. I'll come back and watch the second half. And yeah, I got you can watch the last five minutes of that game. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 was, it, was just, uh, it, was, it was just like a, block box, a bad boxing match. It I mean, really was. But, but I, I thought the Duke-Michigan State game, Thomas, was great. And I thought the Villa, even though Villanova-Ohio State, I thought Ohio State – was was a great game to watch too. I thought that was fun. I just got Thomas's text. He, I hope you bet the Bonnies. I did. <laughs> he picked the Bonnies on on the show yesterday. Thomas, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a good one. Come Thanks, back to Will Hill next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, all you need at BetMGM, you sign up now, you get the bonus code VSIN1000, VSIN1000, and your first wager is risk free up to 1000 bucks. This is, you know, this one we slip in every once in a while. It's a great offer. VSIN1000, again, you get access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, daily boosted odd specials, and also the loyalty program, MGM reward points that you can redeem for room and nights and bonuses online. It's awesome. VSIN1000 is the code. Got to be 21 years or older. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. And if you do have a gambling problem, it's one 800 Gambler. Okay. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey, back in his office after a nice four-day stretch out at the Borgata, which is, uh, uh, look, again, I'm, I'm still seeing people kind of file out of the South Point, and they, they, they look worse for wear. I bet the hot dog cart was a little late to open up today. I bet she was even exhausted, huh? <laughs> got, got, probably got well, elbow she was, soreness yeah, from she putting was all slinging those dogs them. She had buns. to get Tommy John surgery this morning after yeah, slinging exactly. all those dogs I mean, this weekend. Yeah, uh, I mean, really. It really yeah. was. It was crazy. Uh, our buddy Will Hill joins uh, William Hill, of course, vcin.com slash podcast for the New York City cast. 
how, just we'll start here. Bullet points, takeaways from yesterday. What, stu what stood out to you? Yeah, kind of sad the weekend's over. You know, the first four days of the tournament's an extravaganza. It's an event. After this, it just kind of becomes a basketball tournament. You know, it's a different feel to it. Not, you know, a million games on at once. Look, my Lombardi's going to laugh at this. But why they started the best game of the day, 10 o'clock on the East Coast, that game got over 12. It was one of the, it, it was one of the best college night. basketball games. Not to, not to rub it into your guys' face. It's one of the best college basketball games I've ever seen. Incredible. Yeah, that's I mean, got to be just, something it at the end of the game. Go ahead. It doesn't make sense. I mean, you know, like, why can't we start them a little earlier? I mean, it's Sunday. I know we turned to spring yesterday, but, I mean, seriously, there's, it's cold outside. It's hard to – like, can't we just watch them earlier? I mean, do we have to stay up that late? It's hard. That was incredible, Will. Matherin – and that was a foul, by the way, on yeah, the TCU guard at half court. That was a foul. It's got to be something. Yeah, no it's got to be a foul. And look, we, we watch plenty of college basketball based on the way it's officiated. That's absolutely a foul. And if it's not a foul, it's got to be a backcourt violation. I know what the rest were thinking. Hey, they were tentative. They didn't want to decide the game, but you almost did decide the game. You kind of did because TCU should have been at the line. At the very least, it should be a backcourt violation. That was almost, you know, a pick six where he lays it in at the buzzer. I, it's amazing. The kid, he just couldn't get it off his fingers. Just an incredible game. I'm always a believer. You're up three late. Arizona looked disjointed. I, I, I understand that. I'm just going to foul. I'm going to make him shoot two free throws then i'm gonna get two free throws if you beat me on a missed free throw or you know what you rebound a free throw whatever i'll live with it that way i just don't want to give up a three you know I, the, we will not see that crew anymore because as i mentioned on saturday or thursday of the tournament week whenever a crew makes a bad call like that and it's a crew it's just not one individual right. that whole crew's done from the tournament yeah, they get graded after every game. They have to, they have right. to pass to continue. It, it was uh, Miles Jr. who was fouled. It, Matherin, who's going to be a top 10 pick, was, I mean, just to hit the three to, to force, you know, obviously overtime, and then the foul goes. It, it, the atmosphere was incredible there. Um, okay, how about we were just talking about one more thing. Yeah, please. Yeah, let me say one more thing. That, uh, that Purdue-Texas crew, that's not, they're not going to be on one no, shining moment no, either. No, Purdue no, no, shot no, about no. 55 free throws. My goodness, that was tough. No, they, well, Purdue's physical, though. I mean, and that's going to be the yeah. challenge is when whoever plays Purdue is going to have to match their physicality. I mean, they're not a great defensive team, but the one thing is with Painter, he, he must pra he's unlike Bruce Pearl. He must have practices there because his teams are way more physical and better conditioned. Yeah, Painter's done a hell of a job. He took over after, uh, for Keedy there, who is a legend and has done a hell of a job for a long time. Uh, Will, you texted this, and I agree with you. You know, if you just take a look at Duke, it's Ben Carroll, Wendell Moore Jr., Marcus Williams, the center, Griffin, Keels. These are all pros. But as you said, that last five minutes was the best we've seen them all year. They played well. They really took over the game. And I don't know what Michigan State was doing at the end of the game. I mean, they were, you know, they're down five or six with a couple minutes to go. They probably weren't going to win, but that's an all-time bad cover. I wasn't in on it. But, man, they're dribbling around for 30 seconds to just chuck up, you know, a bad shot. Yep. You know, time and time and time again down the down the uh, the court. There were some dogs that melted yesterday, nearly melted. Notre Dame almost gave that cover away. That would have been a heartbreaker. Michigan State gave the cover away. So some uh, some tough ones. you got to hang on for dear life sometimes with these underdogs. Shout out Mike Bray, by the way boys Bray continues yeah. to consistently win at Notre Dame which is not easy to do in college hoops and shout to the ACC maligned all year Michael Lombardi they've got three teams in the Sweet 16 Michigan two teams in the Sweet 16 they had nine in the tournament to start yeah and our and the S Southeast Conference has won our man must the must bus is the, the must only bus one continues in the, to roll along. the must bus rolls along. I mean, he's the only one in the tournament from the, from the Southeast conference, which is remarkable, right? It really I mean, is. It really is. It, 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 but the big 10, I mean, you got nine in, you get nine in and only two remain. I mean, that, those odds are, 
You know, I mean, think about it. In, in particular, yesterday, how about this, Will? Illinois was gross. Ohio State Ooh. was never in that game against Villanova. Uh, in Wisconsin, you can't beat that out. I, I mean, Wisconsin was – they couldn't hit a three. I think they were two of 20 from three, and Johnny Davis was terrible. <laughs> so but bad. They, think about that. That's terrible. And once the point guard went out for Wisconsin, they were just kind of shot because that was a rock fight. They needed the point guard. And uh, the, the good thing about Iowa State, Wisconsin, that's one and done. It's not best of three. It's not Thank best of God. seven. We don't have to watch that anymore. And it's amazing. Either Iowa State or Miami is going to be one game away from the final four. It's really just incredible how this tournament plays out. I, I thought that kid Branham from from Ohio State was he looked like a young Kevin Durant. He's not as tall as, but the way he shot the ball, mm -hmm. even the ones he missed went in the went in and almost out. I mean, had he made a couple of those that were in and out, they might have come back in that game. He, I thought he was fabulous. He really is a good player. Yeah, Jay Wright uh, gave him the beat down. Okay, let's get to your place. Got to go up four and a half minutes. So we have time to stretch out a little bit if you want to discuss them. Um, SC Upstate, South Alabama, the basketball classic. You got South Alabama laying eight and a half off the 10 opener. Which way are you going here? Yeah, it's either bet this or bet the NBA. This last two weeks of the NBA, good you can have it. Good luck with that. I, I'm, good luck with I'm the good, last two weeks. I'm good with that, except betting against the Blazers, which I think we'll get to. Uh, I like SC Upstate. Uh, South Alabama plays a lot of zone. That's a bad idea against SC Upstate. They got four guys who shoot 38% or more from three. Uh, the other side of the ball, SC Upstate's going to play a pack line defense. I think this will be a closer game. Usually you do pretty well with the underdogs in these you know, obscure tournaments because you know who knows who's going to care, who's not going to care. Eight and a half is a lot of points. So uh, I will take USC Upstate, Lombardi, you can come over and watch this game. We'll fire it up. It'll be fun. You know, I mean, Ken Palm has it as a 10-point game. Now, Ken Palm hasn't been absolutely dynamic in, in, in his predictions as we go through this round, but he's got it as a 10-point uh, game. But, the, you know, one thing about South Alabama is they can score. They're, they were the best offensive team in that conference in terms of their e-field goal percentage. I'll just say this. Remember when we were clowning about how many games did people nationally watch as far as South Dakota yeah. State? I watched the Jackrabbits twice. I can say that. I've never seen SC Upstate play basketball. I don't even uh, know where the hell SC Upstate I'm is. I'm guessing I, South I Carolina, even... somewhere up in the oh, state. It's, oh, I got it. It's, you know, I got it. It's one of those directional schools you're from right. South Carolina. <laughs> no, I got it. I, I, well, we should all get together and watch it. Uh, you're going to go UNC <laughs> Wilmington uh, and Drake uh, the, over the post of total. You open 138, it's been bet up to 140. Yeah, this one's going to start in eight minutes here. So a little daytime action, a little daytime hoops. Drake, uh, they've got good guards, and Wilmington's going to try to press them. So I, I like that matchup. On the other side of the ball, Drake doesn't guard very well. Wilmington's good, you know, point of attack. They've got some skill guys in terms of the guard. So uh, I'll go over here. Usually a day game like this, you go under, you know, empty gym. Who knows the energy level? But uh, I, I think it's a good matchup here for the over. We probably spent enough time on that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Take it away, Will. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Hey, JVT wrote, uh, he does a great job with the NBA breakdowns, and he wrote over at vcin.com about the Pistons and Trailblazers today. So if you don't think the Trailblazers are tanking and the book knows it, they're, they're catching eight at Detroit tonight. The Trailblazers are catching eight points to a Detroit team that obviously getting better, but they shouldn't be laying eight to anybody, Will. I just got a text from a number in Portland asked me if I could suit up tonight for the Blazers. I don't know if that's a sign they're tanking, but my goodness, this is just an embarrassment. I, I know people are watching the tournament, but uh, if you've been following the Blazers scores, they just get buried every night. Uh, you know, the Pacers, whoever they're playing, they've just been getting killed. So I will lay it with the Pistons teams that, that they've been, a, you know, an ATM here. They played hard. They've played well. Uh, you know, the Pistons have showed you a little something here. Patrick. Cade is special. Cade is special. 
I love watching him play. He doesn't it, it doesn't pop off the screen. Then all of a sudden you see the little minutiae in his game, the way he leads the team. How about Bebe scoring 50 plus the other night? Sadiq Bey. That is uh, what rookie JBT's do you guy. want? Who do you want? Uh, in terms this is of a great question. Guys? I'm going to ask you two the, the same question because I'll give you my answer. If you had the number one overall pick this year. And we saw him play badly yesterday, but I'm going to still say Jabari Smith. If I had the number one overall pick, who would you guys take? It's an interesting, it's a weird class. Bancaro yeah. and Holmgren and yeah. Jaden Ivey. And, like, who would you take? Probably Jabari. I, mean, I, I saw Jabari earlier in the season, and I thought he was unbelievable. I know I, he needs to go on the Meals by Cooge diet, too. I mean, he needs to get a little <laughs> bit more bulk. But he was sensational. I mean, he was good. But... Yeah, I, I probably would lean towards him. I mean, you know, knowing you got a, Holmgren, you got a red shirt too. So both guys, Holmgren was really good the other night, even though he was getting pushed around by the Memphis guys, but still he was able to block shots. Do you think, what do you think Holmgren's ceiling is, Will, in 30 seconds? He's going to be a 10-time All-Star. I just don't know if it's going to be in the NBA or in Greece. It's just hard to tell because his body's just so it's so unique. I I haven't seen a person that looks like that maybe in my no. life, right? He's just no, and he's super Bradley. talented. Sean Bradley, Sean Bradley looked like that. Sean one. Bradley yeah. is a very good you one. Know, hope, yeah. Didn't Bradley take a couple of years off after college? I think he did. Anyway, he did. Will, fortunately, he got in a car a bike accident too. Yeah, yeah it's paralyzed. Terrible story. Will enjoy your Monday. Enjoy the sweat with Wilmington. <laughs> Come back. Yes, Thanks, Will. Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.